Hello, hello from my car. It has been so fucking long. And let's go. So I am talking today about pain um, and drugs. So my job consists of a lot of holding people through pretty excruciating experiences and amazing experiences. And I'm going to talk about them today in the sense of an altered state. So we typically tend to take drugs, whether they're prescription drugs or psychedelic drugs, in order to reach an altered state, so to alter our own state, manipulate our physical sensations, our perceptions, all that beautiful stuff. And I think it's useful to talk about our experiences as the same kind of pursuit. This pursuit to alter our state into what we've decided is the ideal state. And it can all become an addiction. So you can get addicted to the to the hack, the quick path towards that altered state, the drug. Um, and that manipulates things efficiently and quickly, but not sustainably long term. So that's one approach. Another approach is enrolling and engaging with people around you in order to get a same sense of an altered state. And another pursuit could be your circumstances. And and so for today's brief little introduction on this, I'm going to talk about pain and how looking at it as an altered state provides you with a little bit more fascination and hopefully energy to be super present to the discomfort, no matter how fucking painful, in a way where you see it as, as, as just that, a non-permanent altered state. And you might argue that longer term things like hard relationships, difficult jobs, illness are scary because we don't know when the end are, is necessarily going to be. And so we don't know if it's an altered state or if it's our new permanent state. But the beauty of being human is that there is no permanent state. You will always be fluctuating within every new normal baseline that you choose to create for yourself. And so sometimes I see people who are stuck in a depression or stuck in a shitty circumstance and what's keeping them stuck there is this fear and this belief that this is the new normal. And in that cycling, in that obsessive type of ruminating around not wanting this to be the new normal, they end up spending their whole time and energy on cultivating and creating this experience of this is the new normal and I'm going to resist it. But the thing they're responding to is the potential of the idea uh, this is the new normal. And so they've made it the new normal by obsessing over trying to avoid the new normal. And that sounds a bit wordy, but one of the biggest ways to kind of relieve a whole bunch of motivational energy is to really look at what you're going through as an altered state. So asking yourself what circumstances seemed appealing enough that this current state is the result. And that could be that you date difficult people. I definitely have 
a track record of enjoying intensity in people and in my life experiences in a way that's not traditional. And I have to look at and had to look at at the beginning of my journey and all throughout what intensity can bring you. And for me, it was definite altered states. And when you look at it like that, you can understand that you're going to be working on a pendulum with whatever you're bringing into your life. Every single thing will have polar opposite parts to it that define it. And so intensity is neither good or bad. It has both intensity qualities. Intensity and how that can be shitty. Intensity and how that can be absolutely fucking amazing. And these extremes and everything in between is what defines intensity for each individual, for example. And so if I want less of a... let's say like a chaotic intensity, I have to look at what is its polar opposite that I tend to pursue that seems to end in chaotic intensity. So sometimes it can be difficult to like break down this puzzle because you're very clear on what you want. You wanted this one type of person and then you got that type of person and you look at the results of your life and you're seeing these kind of negative repercussions. If you don't understand the polarity principle, around how everything is is experienced and defined, it will be difficult for you to really see the minutia and the details of what you're pursuing. So for example, pursuing richness under the belief that it's only a good thing will inevitably have you attract a whole lot of difficulty around being rich me and that's just because there is difficulty around any experience and sure comparatively you can rate them as better or worse being rich not being rich but that's actually not what I'm talking about what I'm talking about is that absolutely everything will come with its own two sides of the coin so for example being rich can come with the fact that now you are confronted with your hand-me-down beliefs around money You have to deal with your nervous system's capacity to hold, to save, to create, to... um, You have to look at basically how you use money and how that's been inherited in your family and in in the culture you're in, like what beliefs are structuring how you treat money, basically. Then many people that get rich who haven't been in the past tend to buy a whole lot of stuff or different properties really quickly off the bat and then are dependent on a certain level of income that they now have to maintain so even though they've become richer they've kind of created a state of having to survive still having to still make this new amount of money in order to sustain basic survival Um, and that kind of took its own road there in that explanation but i hope you can hear the gold in it because it's so 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 vitally important to understand that there is no like end goal utopia there's no place you can get to where you're just going to be good forever it doesn't exist and that's for a whole other podcast that thank god for that because we as humans need contrast and conflict in order to get access to the stuff we actually enjoy And I bring all that up because if you truly understand that there is no utopia, there's no, you know, perfect 
state or perfect place that you can get to that will just last forever. And you can stop chasing a fantasy and actually get present to what's there. And if you were going to die tomorrow and all you had was the experience of you with bronchitis, would you look at your experience of bronchitis with a little more curiosity? Would you get distracted by the unfairness of it all? Would you be in your mind suffering around the story you make about it? Or would you take the time to see if the coughing feels interesting and go see what things taste like even if they're muted because you're sick and go on a run and experiment what it feels like to breathe limited in a limited fashion and and not in your typical way. I, I suspect that if you are willing to look at it differently, that the bronchitis itself could be just as fascinating as anything else. And that's all I'm inviting you to do here around discomfort and around things in your life that you wish were different is to slow down and ask yourself if there's any way you can really experience this as an altered state, as if you had taken drugs. If you can truly get yourself out of the narrative, out of the story, so that you can experience this as a non-permanent state of being that even if you don't know and you can't see the end of, you can guarantee will end in some way or another. And can you find a little more fascination for every person involved, every sensation, every taste, touch, all the things? Where can you see this differently is the, the main invitation here. And... I think that's it for today. As usual, if you have any questions or something was touched for you, send me an email or a DM. Um, or visit my Lisa, jennifer.jade.maryhugh.